Hi everyone, my name is PK and in this episode, in this video, I have here the lovely Shelly with me, who's a property manager on the north side of Adelaide. She's got her background behind her, which kind of gives away the suburb to a large extent, but that's okay. What I have Shelly here, who has very kindly made time in this video for, is to really deep dive on how people who are watching Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, how you can invest interstate and actually manage your properties remotely. I know so many of you have this kind of mental uh, setback or mindset that you know i've just bought a three four five hundred thousand dollar property i don't want to do that interstate what if the tenants trash the place what if you know i can't get rent what if it needs maintenance i can't just drive down look at it touch it feel it i can't physically inspect it how am i going to do all that right and i can't afford properties in sydney and melbourne so um with shelly's permission i'm just going to be asking her a few questions to really give you guys really good insight on how to manage properties interstate, whether it's Adelaide or anywhere else, you know, like a true expert property investor. So if that's something that you're wanting to do, if you're looking to invest interstate, um, then stick around till the end, because I'm sure this video will bring you a ton of value. Do you want to achieve wealth and passive income through property investing? PK Gupta, host of Oz Property Investment Mastery, will help you achieve passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and building a portfolio using data without you wasting months of time doing research, spending weekends at inspections, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents each time. So if you are confused and overwhelmed by the amount of contradictory information available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. Maybe if you just start, um, if just kind of introducing yourself, I know you're so experienced, but you'd do a better introduction than me. But what I do want to say about you is, you know, just thank you for servicing so many of my clients. All those who are watching will know you or recognize you. So thank you for being <laughs> an awesome part of our team. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on PK. So um, I've been working with you personally probably for about nearly eight months, which has been um, lovely. But um, in the industry myself down here for nearly 11 years, um, up at Airlie Beach, Queensland for a couple of years initially, always in property management. So I um, started as an assistant and just really worked my way through up into the senior role. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, got into BDM um, and just that's what I love, uh, just helping people, um, which really comes, I guess, from a background of just helping them achieve what they need to achieve, knowing what they need. Uh, and that's definitely more, I guess, you can do the property management side of things and, and problem solve and do the day to day. But really, the new business and, and helping people find investment properties is, is what I love. <laughs> um, so that's where I've sort of ended up the last couple of years. And definitely, it's it's been a ride. It's it's lovely down here at the moment. It's so busy. Um, we've got a lot of a lot of new properties coming on. Um, we've just rebranded to professionals. So it's yeah, that's sort of where what's gotten me here awesome awesome and i think that's the best thing about really good property managers you know they're good at what they do but they really go above and beyond to help their clients it's kind of it's a really personable type of profession you need to be likable but also build rapport with clients so i think that's that's something you do really well yeah and, and not really just landlords too it's, it's definitely across the board with tenants i think you definitely can work with a tenant better if you can relate to them and you treat them like people and that is where you need to really just it's a people industry um and i think people forget that and i think there's this real 
landlord-tenant sort of battle where people say that you can't have an amicable relationship as a landlord or a tenant or a property manager. It's this triangle that does not work. But I've never sort of encountered that to be a problem. I think if you treat people as people and you work with them and you do your best and you have the attitude of like, what can I do to help? Um, You can all, we're here to problem solve, we're here to help. But at the end of the day, that's that's the attitude you have to have to survive as a property manager. Otherwise you will get burnt out. (laughs) Yeah, no, 100%. No, well put. And and on a different video, I actually had uh, one of our property managers from Perth explain how, I don't know if you watched that, Shelley, with yes, Ashley, <laughs> <laughs> on how to buy interstate in a different city and do the inspections remotely, you know, without sacrificing the due diligence. Um, Shelley, if, if you can kind of explain to people who are, you know, quivering in their boots on, <laughs> on potentially having this property in a city they maybe not even ever visited, tell, tell us you know, what are the typical types of maintenance issues or the most common maintenance or issues that investors face? And what do you do about it? Like, practically speaking, how does it look like from, you know, the tenant saying that this is an issue? And then what do you do about that? If you could just kind of unpack that. Absolutely. So we're actually on a full online portal. Um, and the, the brilliance with that is it's just like your internet banking. You can log on anytime. All of our properties have their own little setup. You've got all of your routine inspection reports there, your ingoing reports, photos. So a lot of our office policies obviously just providing as much information we can from start to finish. So when we select a tenant going in and doing that ingoing inspection, it takes probably about four to five hours of our time, but we detail everything. So we know when a tenant moves in, what exactly the property looks like and what the condition is and and how things are sort of operating. When we do that, we do obviously do our checks if we can of appliances. It really depends on power connections and everything. Uh, But if the tenant moves in, they've got the opportunity to do all of that as well. So from a tenant reporting maintenance point of view, it comes through to us on the portal. Often if they are capable we will get photos of that issue we send it off to our landlords so uh, we obviously do our checks as well just to make sure that it's not a tenant caused issue if it's just a general maintenance what it looks like we can go back through our routine inspection reports and really we have quite a detailed overview of each property <laughs> so it's pretty easy for us to determine you know where that issues come from and the sort of the best point of call uh, with our portal system too we have each landlord set up on how they want to be set up so if one landlord might want us to organize all the maintenance for them um, other landlords want us to obtain quotes so we really get to the crux of how people want their property managed when we sign them up um, and that obviously comes into play when a tenant reports something as well right right and and so like with those systems let's say i have a a, a property in salisbury um yep. which i don't but i wish i did <laughs> why not <laughs> let's say I have one. um and you know there's a, a tenant in there and the tenant calls you up shelly and says look the toilet has stopped working today um i need this <laughs> on a friday at five o'clock that <laughs> on a friday at five yeah. o'clock and it's an urgent thing uh, you know yep, let's not get into um, but um you know like as someone live i live in brisbane so mm-hmm. I, i'm in brisbane like kind of hamstrung can't really do anything yep. 
what what would you do and and what does that process look like am i tearing my hair out or, or no absolutely not so we'll always uh, set a landlord up however they prefer in terms of communication so if you're a landlord who wants a phone call every time an issue pops up that's how you'll hear from us uh if it goes in as a maintenance request you also get an email and a text message so we really do try and cover obviously i have some landlords who would not like that phone call <laughs> um so then we just follow the, the due process with those ones but you'll get a a, a text message to say your tenants recorded an issue that's got into the system can you please log in and have a look at your earliest convenience obviously if it's something if a tenant doesn't have a toilet that would fall under urgent so we pick up the phone and give you a call as well mm. um working out the logistics of obviously getting a quote and things done that we've got handymen who are pretty much 24 hours so we've got two plumbers who work with our office plus a backup so if that's something we need to get quoted we can get that organized pretty quickly but um in terms of as a landlord you'll get the report through the exact issue hopefully some photos from the tenant as well um with us we do try and prep our tenants to do a bit of diagnostic on their own so you know if it's water spouting out from somewhere like have you turned the water off <laughs> if it's an electrical issue have you unplugged your items to just see if it's you know your item or if it's an item of the property so we train our tenants from the get-go when they move in as well on how to do those basic checks yeah um, and they have their handbook so the moment they report that through it's have you done your checks have you, you know checked that it's not just something that you can repair um you know a a general item that they've missed <laughs> um you know have you turned on at the powerpoint <laughs> um those minor things so we really run through from the get-go trying to train the tenant to sort of identify issues that are maintenance um but when it comes to us we field that and then obviously get it out to you um but you'll have a full report by email generally on a portal um with as much detail as we can provide uh, and we await your instructions from there on how to action it Awesome, awesome. Guys, if you're getting value out of this, hit the subscribe button, turn the notification bell on and give it a thumbs up. And I just want to say as well, to tack on to what you've said there, Shelley, um, like when, when you actually then end up spending the money on that plumber and getting that fixed, it's not like us investors have to, you know, get out our credit card or go onto net banking and, and pay it. Everything gets automatically deducted from from the rental income for that fortnight or for that month and we just get a statement and then at the end Absolutely. of the tax year everything is categorized so it's it's actually so easy and and i i really want to get that message across to everyone who's still lacking confidence in buying into state managing a property i don't know what your kind of experience has been but i think per property i probably spend less than half an hour a month and and that's even kind of pushing it right normally if someone <laughs> like shelly would say oh we need to spend 400 dollars on this i just reply as long as we've got two or three quotes approved you know that's literally all i do yeah yeah and we do have the backup so when we get those sort of items in we always are proactive on getting the quotes unless it requires investigation um our, our trades will generally tell us straight away like what we're looking at to sort of get it done so um our job is to do all of the legwork for our investors and to really give them as much information as we can so that they can make a very quick and informed decision yeah and and here's a hairy question right um and it's not me asking this is i'm the, just the microphone for everyone who, who asks me the same question yeah. how can we trust you guys um like how can we trust a property manager to manage a property for us who we've never met we don't know whether you care about our money about our properties in some respect you're a complete stranger how can we you know 
build enough courage to say we're going to you know allow you to manage what's going to be our financial security in the future how can we build that trust in in property managers and i think there's always the bad view that that tarnish (laughs) the rest of us um no i think it's really about finding and picking the right property manager for you and i say this to every person i speak to on the phone is you've got to find i might not be the right fit for somebody they might find another property manager who's a good fit for them and i just um, say to them you really need to find whoever you trust most um, who provides you the information that you've asked for and who has the attitude of i can do as much as i can to help you Um, and i think especially interstate you really just need somebody who is going to be proactive and getting information to you before you have even asked for it so at the moment a a client signs an agency with us um, and their property is listed I'd like to think that they don't contact me again. Every contact is from me initiating contact with them. It's yeah. they're, they're paying me to do a job. Um, and if they've had to pick up the phone to call me to ask something, I've let them down. So it's about finding the right person, um, especially down here as well with licensing. So making sure you've got somebody licensed who's who's done, done their legislation and their course and is up to speed on everything. Um, yeah. And just to try and find a local expert. I think and yeah. there's... I'm going to speak for and say that I actually have a good relationship with several property managers and BDNs in the area and yeah. we all bounce off of each other and you have to know and it's just, Adelaide's a small town so <laughs> everybody knows everyone down here and yeah. I, I've spoken to landlords who have signed with other agencies and I actually uh, I'm really good friends with the person they've signed with and I have to just say well, you're in great hands because that person's an excellent property manager so they're is a lot of good property managers down here. It's about doing the legwork initially and finding someone who you're comfortable with um, and who's going to give you, I guess, not only the best quality of work for the dollar amount, but also just look after your property as if it's their own. Yeah, no, I think that last thing really kind of hits the nail on the head. I, I think one of the ways that I personally find property managers that I can trust is just assessing their level of knowledge. Like my clients, myself, we buy properties interstate, we use data to select the right suburbs, we use data to then pinpoint the right pockets of the suburb data, the type of property. But it's good, like you said, Shelley, to have someone who knows that local environment, and then just really be able to validate our insights with you, you'll know, look, okay, there's two housing commissions, three streets down, but those are the types of housing commissions that are okay, it's not a problem, whereas these other block of housing commissions, you need to be staying clear of it's that kind of on the ground knowledge and like when someone like you Shelley proactively tells that to to a a potential client I think that's really what builds trust because you're just you're just helping you're not even getting paid for that (laughs) that's it and the amount of properties I get sent through Emmett's I've got properties on that street already or I've recently tenanted a property it's Adelaide's a small sort of country town so (laughs) you need to find a local and you need to find somebody who who loves their job and who's also been doing it for enough time to know about how to select a tenant and how to work with different clientele and and to work out exactly how a landlord would like something managed yeah i always say that property managers i don't care what anyone says are the most important person in your team that's that's my opinion (laughs) (laughs) that's great to hear too because i think sometimes we um i i think it's one of those things people like property managers do we really need one of those we can just do it ourselves (laughs) Uh, no you can't even for properties that i've 
um, bought in Brisbane. Uh, I'm living, I live in Brisbane. Like even for those, I don't inspect them myself. I get the property manager to do yeah. everything. Like they're they're yeah. just the experts. They're almost the drag uh, landlord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're my free buyers agents that let the cat out of the hat. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Um, and and on the point of tenants, right? So, like let's say um, I've just bought a property in Salisbury, and I'm I'm looking for a tenant. Just can you? break down what that process looks like you know me as an interstate investor I might be really um, I don't know like you know I just spent all this money I'm paying a mortgage I don't want vacancy what is Shelly doing or what is a property manager doing to find me a tenant how does that process work yeah, absolutely. So ultimately, hopefully, if you've purchased the property and I've been in touch with you uh, throughout the sales process, we would have already had that property marketed. So I do work with investors to get as part of their sales contract clauses to allow us to do um, one or two open homes prior to settlement to help you minimise that vacancy period. Um, COVID has changed our systems a little bit. So this time, a couple of years ago, we would have done an open home on the property, got our application forms in and processed them. When COVID landed, that sort of flipped that process and we actually actually now obtain applications prior to even showing anyone through. That I've actually kept because that's worked really well in just helping us know who we're taking through. Um, and we're really taking through the top tier of tenants from the get-go. So none, none of these open homes anymore, <laughs> which is a great time saver. Um, we really just get the applications, we vet the tenant, check their employment history, check their rental history. We do all of those things for you. But at the end of the day, I'm just here to provide the information. So yeah. I will take through maybe my top six or seven tenants so that yeah. we've got some options there. I try and build out a good, uh, I call it a sample size <laughs> of, of different applications to choose from because I have some landlords that might prefer pets, no pets, um, all of those kind of things. So really having a good selection of tenants helps landlords make a confident choice um, but at the end of the day I'm filtering that information and referencing those people and giving them a background check and at the end of the day my landlords are choosing who they're comfortable with so it's it's one of those things I think um, a lot of landlords don't think that they have a choice <laughs> in the tenant selection and you know once you engage a property manager we deal with it and we pick and, and that is true for some landlords but a lot of the time I'm just here to provide that information to them and they're making the choice at the end of the day I'll help guide them um, and it might be as simple as someone who I met who had you know they might have just had a better vibe. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was going to say, sometimes it's just about likability. Sometimes it's just meeting someone and face-to-face -face value and their timeline checks out and they just actually seem like a genuine tenant who's going to look after the property well. And that, for me, does have face value. Mm. Um, you can have someone with the best applicant and you can meet them and something might just not click. Um, and I just will let my landlord know, look, I, they had great on paper, but something about them in person just didn't sit, didn't flow with me. So, um, But at the end of the day, it's really up to the level to choose who they're most comfortable with we're just here to filter that data and to give them the best sort of I guess choice of applications and to make sure that all of those background checks and due diligence checks are done so yeah and and there's so much that goes into it I, I just want people to kind oh, of connect so with that point <laughs> like if you're thinking that you can manage a property yourself or find tenants yourself or manage tenants yourself you probably can but what property managers bring to the table is just so much more expertise. And if you're genuinely wanting to build a portfolio, then you're going to want to diversify at some point into different cities, different states. You need to embrace 
property managers. I still find that so many people don't even know what a property manager is. They still think it's like, <laughs> oh, well, professionals must be a real estate agency and the real estate agents may do some managing on the side. Or they don't really yeah. understand it, right? Yeah, it's, it's it completely separate. One of those things. Yeah, people hear property manager and they're like, oh. And But, you know, as an 18-year-old, when I went for my job as a property management assistant, I was like, what is that? Like, I just, <laughs> I, I went for it and I winged it and then I learned, like, what it is. But a lot of people as investors don't know what we do either but at the end of the day we are here to make people's life easier um and it's it can be set up however somebody is comfortable so we have systems and checks in place to really have to cater to a landlord who might want to attend a property four times a year with us for routine inspections but also cater for a landlord who never wants to hear from us so i think a lot of um what people are scared of too is, is letting go of not having that control but at the yeah. end of the day we tailor everything as to how they want it to be tailored and how they want it set up and how they want it managed we're here to guide and to give you advice and to give you as much um expertise as we can but at the end of the day if somebody's not comfortable with us paying a, a water account on their behalf or if they're not comfortable with um authorizing you know a certain expenditure limit for maintenance that really comes down to us having that system in place to say well no you can still have control of that yeah. um you don't need to let go completely if you don't want to but also if you do we're here to help guide that as well yeah property that's the thing you you don't kind of force any uh bureaucratic system on on people yeah. like for instance yeah. i still pay for my own building and landlord insurance because I let the last one lapse and get a new policy because I find that when you just renew it, it ends up being a little bit more expensive. Yeah, they add a new one yeah. in there. Always go up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't make a claim. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to do that myself just to yeah. kind of, even if it's just what $100 saved, um, every penny counts. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, all right. Awesome. And, and maybe just last question for me. You know, I think this is on a lot of people's minds. So clearly Adelaide, whether it's north, south, east, west, Adelaide's booming in terms of property market, rental market is, is booming as well. One question that I always had, and I kind of, I think I know the answer, but I want to hear it from you, is like, so, so many people in Adelaide have, are buying homes for the first time, right? First home buyers, that's one thing that's- If they can afford um, it. <laughs> yes. Right, if they can yep. afford it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's one thing that's driving property prices up and, and upgraders as well, and, and more recently yes. investors. Mm -hmm. um, what's driving the rental market to be so strong? Because if some of these renters are now stopping renting and buying, yeah. what's causing this buoyant rental market? At the moment, I actually believe it's a shortage in rentals. So because what we have found is that the sales prices are going so high, a lot of our investors are also, well, our long-term investors have seen that and thought, oh, well, I've sat on this property for 20 years. Now's the perfect time to sell that. So we've also got tenants who have got properties that are getting sold. They're getting sold to first homeowners or, or people, um, obviously, with the cash flow to be able to do that. The tenants in those properties aren't going to be homeowners because in this sort of demographic, we have a real mix of, of uh, young professionals who are close to the city. We've got a young mix of single mums who might be on parenting payments. So um, it's a really mixed demographic and some of the people in this area are always going to be tenants. Um, in saying that, they're happy to pay a premium to be a tenant because that's they're not interested in saving a deposit or, um, you know, they just know that that's always what they're going to be. <laughs> They've got no interest in purchasing a home. So yeah. we've always got that pool of tenants who are looking. 
But at the moment, we've just got a genuine shortage of rentals. And what that's caused is price a price hike. And, and we've got sort of um, properties going so high from the sales perspective as well. So it is a little bit trickier to get to the market. I've worked with quite a few investors and they've had to have a lot of patience <laughs> um, to sort of get the right deal to get it across the line. But when you've got properties selling and, and we don't have any new residential areas getting built in this sort of, we're maxed out in terms of our suburb space. So we've only got what we've got. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of new estates coming up. So if you want to be in the area, you have to be willing to sort of ride out that that price rise. Um, and I guess as well, it's been an area that has been stagnant for quite some time. So um, my mum's investment property not too far from here hasn't really had a price increase for the last six years. So it's one of those suburbs that we're due for a bit of a rise. We're so close to the city. There's lots of new infrastructure in Adelaide coming as well. We've got a new hospital. Um, we've definitely got the population growth to sort of now sort of picking up we don't have an oversupply whereas I think in some of the like I know in Melbourne they've got all these new suburbs coming and new builds and new investors and then when they pop up they don't have tenants to put in the properties yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I think Adelaide's definitely we're in a really good pocket here we're so close to the city you can be a young professional and drive 25 minutes to get to your city job or you can be um, a winemaker and drive 20 minutes out to the Barossa so we've got a really nice variety of I guess industries that sort of combine um, we've got population growth which is always good and I just think once you sort of you find your rental here we get a lot of good long-term tenants so we don't get a lot of tenant movement either which makes it hard if you're looking <laughs> because a lot of people stay put which is great <laughs> yeah I've just found that it's been Adelaide has been a really good sweet spot between kind of being at the bottom of the market like you said it's been yeah. stagnant for a while and that kind of high yields I think yeah. like we were discussing before um, hitting record it's kind of getting to a pockets are getting are getting to a point where you know you'd be cautious getting in there now because that kind of six percent yield is sub five now it's already grown 30 40 percent in some areas so you need to be a little bit cautious but i think by and large exactly lots of infrastructure lots of growth everything all the recipe for a good good investment decision yeah and we're always going to have good quality tenants too which is great because there's just a pool of people who just don't want to own their own home yeah, <laughs> or yeah. can't afford to so yeah. um you know we're in that real area as if you are going to buy your own home going up into the hills or into different areas different suburbs is where people ultimately want to end long term but this area around here is excellent for that because you're always going to have good tenant quality um you're always going to have a, a nice selection of tenants um and i guess you're always going to have a really steady yield i can't see us going backwards anytime soon um we've mm. definitely had a nice growth um and i hope to at least stay stagnant on that <laughs> um i don't think we're going to go backwards anytime soon which is great i don't either i don't either well just mindful of time um shelly i think i know you have a pickup to do so uh, yeah i just i just want to thank you for for making time but shelly before we wrap up was there anything else that, that you wanted to say no, just to thank you. You've always um, been in touch and put forward and your clients are always absolutely lovely to work with. So, um, no, just to thank you for giving me the opportunity to sort of have a chat and and always sending me such lovely new clients. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, always, it's always lovely to help people. And I know it is, it is tough. Some of them have got a lot of patience <laughs> finding the right property, but when we do, it, it's, it's great. So We're very particular about what we want to buy. So I know. <laughs> 
No, that's okay. Now I've worked with quite a number of them. I can tell the property's popping up an option. They'll email me now and I'll say, I've already got a CMA ready for you. So <laughs> I know that 10 people were going to ask me about this one. <laughs> so no, thank being you. Being ahead of the curve. <laughs> And thank you as well for being part of the my Facebook group. You know, you're always commenting, you're always um, sort of helping everyone. Um, so well, knowledge it. is you, yeah, knowledge is power. If you pass that on to others and help others, it, it hopefully will come back and and everyone shares. And that's uh, it's a great community. So no, beautiful, beautiful. And and guys, for everyone that's watching or listening, if you're not part of that community, I'll leave a link below somewhere to the podcast and also the Facebook group, almost 10,000 people on there now. So hit the subscribe button, turn the notification bell on here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. And I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely wish that you really take large strides and leaps in your property investing and look beyond your backyard. Because with people like Shelly, you know, literally you can buy anywhere in Australia, wherever the data takes us and be completely fine sleeping at night, knowing that your asset is well taken care of. So I hope you enjoyed it. My name is PK and this is Shelly. Thanks so much. Thanks PK.